Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. You can have your seats. Welcome to Garage this morning. We'll try and be out of here if, as quickly as possibly possible. Amen. Now, our first-time guests, you're very welcome. Thank you for being here. We are so excited that you could come and worship with us on this Easter day. Do we have second-time guests? You know, sometimes we forget those who came the last time. You're returning for the second time. Can I see if you're out there? Uh, second time. Oh, welcome. Thank you for coming back. We, we love you. You can make that your seat. Uh, we would want to be a blessing to you. Anyone coming the third time, you're like, I've been back here twice. Your third time guest. Are you near a third timer? That's a family member. Stretch out your hand and tell them, we are so excited to have you. Amen. All those watching us online, on TV Spirit, TV Spirit FM, and other television stations, online radio, especially those in the village, I'm sure you've tried YouTube and it's not, it's skipping a lot. There is online radio, just look for it and it will help you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Reverend Stephen Bamtunjiri is in the house. It's always a delight to have him. Amen. And we have some very special guests coming to us all the way from Kenya. Yes. Apostle Jack Musasa is here with some of his leaders. I'm going to ask them to stand up and we welcome them. Can you give them a rousing welcome to Uganda to worship harvest? They are from Growth Ways Church in Bungoma. Have you ever heard of Bungoma? Okay, that's where they are coming from. They just wanted fellowship with us this Easter. It's a great honor. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Amen. So after, after garage, you should come greet them. Uh, don't tell them your testimony from 1978 because they may not have the time to listen to all of it. But be, as usual, very hospitable. Amen. Also, I want to tell you if you need uh, like personal prayer, someone to pray with you one-on-one, -on -one. at the end of every service, we always have the pastors here at the front to pray with those who need uh, just that little extra. Amen. You know, the laying on of hands is a basic doctrine in the Bible, but I think sometimes people treat it like a very unique, rare thing. It is basic. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, my friend... Uh, Junate is here with his family. He's the director of Andromach Ministries of Uganda. Andromach is a very important ministry to this ministry. And so, thank you so much for being here. It's a blessing. Now, are you okay? Is everyone fine? I may not reach, I may not say your name, but you're welcome. Because otherwise, there was cut off by mic there. Like, we put you up there to preach, not to call out people's names. TJ, I send greetings. Anyway. <laughs> Pastor Ari is in the house and she's smart and amazing. Anyway, so this is Easter and we started our series on, on faith. When was that? Last week? Yeah, last Sunday. And we'll be going on a little bit about faith because faith is, look, it's called the Christian faith. Think about that. Like, if you're not going to have anything, else have faith as it says in ephesians 6 16 i've started a projection team above all well above all taking the shield of faith when it comes to the shield of faith it says above all now there are other uh, what what was that thing called the other parts of the armor of god he talks about this the, what, the helmet of salvation remember that talks about the belt of truth. Remember that? He talks about the breast, breastplate of righteousness. He talks about the, the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. He talks about the sword of the spirit. Okay? 
then the shield of faith. The sword of the spirit is the last one because it's the only offensive weapon. All these others are defensive. But among the defensive ones, the shield of faith, it says, above all. In other words, if you're going to lack something, it should not be faith. Faith, you're not to go without faith. That hopeful expectation of good that what God has promised, he has already done it and it's only waiting to manifest. Amen. Hey, who took away your joy this morning? Are you still thinking about Jesus' death? Today is resurrection, so you can start smiling and being like, you know, it's so funny how people go to church then they want to put on their most sanctimonious religious selves and threaten everyone else. Yeah, no, please, it's not going to work here. Here we like life, we like to laugh and to crack jokes. In fact, someone who used to think that I was a stand-up comedian who knew some scriptures. I had to clarify that I'm actually a preacher. Now, <laughs> so, above all now some of you I know what's going on in your mind I thought he was going to talk about the resurrection hey, you already know that he was raised from the dead and there is no faith without the resurrection are, are we together Yeah. so if you don't hear about you know a tomb and I don't know a stone and you know people running there an angel inside and then running back to tell the others don't get annoyed get anointed It's a good message already. So, above all. Now, our Zono pastors are here at the front, very anointed. They can't wait to lay their hands on you. You're going to be healed. Uh, we all, no, no. That's just, we also have some of our location pastors here. Pastor Dennis Amoko from Weogerere. Pastor Blesso from Makerere. Pastor Beast from Tira. Okay, Pastor Stewart. Because I think sometimes people forget his real name. He's <clears throat> Pastor Stuart Sebombo of Worship Harvest Chira. So Chira people, your pastor will be coming in the second service. Don't, don't despair. Above all, taking the shield of faith. We saw in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Give me verse 5. I'm still trying to rec- recap for those who, who, have, who may have forgotten. But also for this very reason, let's read together. Huh? Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, love. He says, add to your faith. Without faith, there is nothing. You, you're, these things, they are going to be, you're, it's like trying to build a building without a foundation. Godliness. Brotherly kindness, all of those things are built on the foundation of faith. That's, that's why it says, add to your faith. In other words, your faith should already be there before we start talking about this wonderful, uh, you know, additions. You know, it's interesting that when they're talking about the fruit of the spirit, faith is not one of them. Galatians 5, right? For the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such. There's no, but they don't about faith. In other words, it's not even in that league. Okay. You have understood. Thank you for understanding. I, I needed that. <laughs> I needed to know that at least one person out there is understanding. It's not even there. It's not even among the fruit of the Spirit. Because you will not even have the Spirit without faith. You can be a Christian who doesn't love people, but you can't be a Christian if you didn't have faith. You can be an impatient Christian, but you can't be a Christian without faith. Faith is what lets you into the door. For by grace we have been saved through 
faith that not of yourself it is a gift of God so before you can even practice love and patience and being all these nice things the first thing is you must have faith that's why he says surely you must be born again Christianity is not a religion for attending church Sunday by Sunday it's a relationship with God which you can only have through faith without faith it is impossible to please God and Romac used to say the Christian faith is not Christianity is not difficult it's impossible it's not difficult it is impossible because without faith it is impossible to please God for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him are you following shout I'm following shout I'm excited shout I'm full of life I'm victorious I am rich I am rich I am richer hey. some people when you talk about being rich that's when they don't want to say anything yet they wake up every morning get into the traffic get home late looking for money one of these days you'll get wisdom and money will start looking for you but for now let's continue amen so I was listening to Bishop Edepo talking about faith last week and he said something very profound now I had this conversation with some people so pretend we are having a conversation I know when you are like 800 of you in a room it's very hard to pretend you're having a conversation but let's try okay so I asked them what is the biggest asset you possess you know those of you who have done SFFG there is something called the net worth and in that net worth calculator you list down your assets earthly belongings now that excludes your spouse <laughs> you're understanding again what an understanding <laughs> Um, I start writing down assets because we encourage people to have cash flow generating assets yeah cash flow generating assets someone write boyfriend no 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 please what a shock Aya <laughs> has a band and he generates cash flow what a shocking shock I know what I'm doing some of you think I don't know what I'm doing some of you think I don't know what I'm saying I know what I'm doing I know what I'm saying blessings welcome to garage anyway so they wrote down people wrote what they considered to be their biggest assets for many of them it was the house because houses are expensive yeah 300 million 500 it is someone talked about property worth about 3 billion which is their biggest asset and then you'd better have some assets you know it's an expectation in this church that you have some assets yeah, you should join, have a small purpose cooperative, start saving and buying assets. Buy land because they no longer make it. <laughs> Any good for which there is no increase in production, but there is continuing increase in demand, is always rising in value. And that land is such a one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, thank you. Thank you too. <laughs> Same to me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so you're saying, so I told them that faith is a greater asset than the asset you just talked about. Yeah, think about it in your own head. What, what's the biggest, greatest asset you, you possess? Maybe it's a business. I want you to know that faith is an even bigger asset because faith can produce much more than that than that asset. He says that first John what? Uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Realize your house cannot overcome the world. Yeah. But your faith can overcome the world. The world system. The world has been set up to put you down, not to take you up. Contrary to what you think, 
All the people who think they rule the world, they've set up systems to keep you down. No one is thinking about your elevation. They may put it in speeches, it is, but they are not. Yeah, the only person who really wants to lift you is God. And you know, if, once you hit 25, 30 years old, that reality will start hitting you. Yeah. You, have, you know, when you have limited understanding, you think so many people are interested in your rising. That's not true. Yeah. You'll grow up and realize it's not true. The only person interested in your rising up is God and in his mercy he might send you a few people like your MC leader who are also interested in your what? Rising up. rising up. The rest, they want to keep you in the same spot. Okay. Back to my little message here. So he was saying, so you realize that, uh, so he said that in the kingdom your quality of life will be determined by your quality of faith your quality of life is determined by your quality of faith okay let me go back to the asset example and maybe give you a couple of scenarios So one, your asset may be a house, uh, seven bedroom, perched on a hillside somewhere in Kololo, right? <clears throat> yeah. Another person may also have a house. One room house, not on a hill. It's not perched. Somewhere in a valley where there is no grass and the water passes next by the door. And your biggest prayer is no rain. Because if it rains, then the water may stop passing by the door and it starts passing inside the house. What a shock. Now both of those are places to stay. They are abodes, right? But the quality of life is different. Say I'm understanding. Now, I don't mean to cause envy, fights in church, or any other such thing. So this next example, please take it with a lot of restraint. Yeah, restrain yourself as you're listening to me. Okay? And keep your emotions under control. There's a good book called Harnessing Your Emotions by Andrew Womack. You must read it. <laughs> now, there is something called transport. If you live in this town, you realize transport is a necessity, right? Now, one, one sister can have transport, uh, which is, you know, like a Range Rover that's not older than five years. You know, one time I visited another country and saw cars there that were very different from our cars. The Toyotas there were different from our Toyotas. And I wondered, do they make Toyotas, different Toyotas for different markets? Then I came back and relaxed about it. Then 10 years later, the Toyotas I saw in the other country, I started seeing them in, another, in our country. And I was like, what kind of magic is this? Why do they arrive 10 years later? But... <laughs> uh, poke your neighbor if they don't look like they're understanding what I'm saying. Tell them, may you be filled with joy before the next example because you're going to need it. <laughs> you have lost the example before I give it. What a shock. So anyway, so on one hand, a sister may have transport by way of a Range Rover that's not older than five years. I, I am sister. <laughs> Now, on the other hand, the brother may have also transport. I'm trying to figure out the best. 
I'm wondering whether that transport should also have wheels or not. Okay. One time, guys were discussing, then they finished eating in the restaurant, then they were going. So everyone was asking, where did you park? Where did you park? Then this brother said, I parked at the stage. I am still parking. Now parking is a good stage. Yeah. I have a chauffeur. Yeah. And uh, we're usually 14 of us in the car. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good life. Oh, yes. It's better than the brother whose means of transport is a. Uh, uh, a strong sold shoe. Chapa <laughs> Mugu. What time is garage? Nine o'clock. We leave at seven thirty. <laughs> like, like Doctor Kasereni has got nothing on us. They want 10,000 steps, we'll give them 20. Mm, it's a prayer walk. You have two services, one on your way and one while here. And whoever you are, we are not making fun of you. It's going to change. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Now, the quality of life, the quality of transport is different. You see? It's both, both of it is transport, but the quality. There are some transport means where if it starts drizzling, <laughs> it keeps working, but you may arrive in a state where it's a bit difficult to explain Especially if you're the preacher. Like, what, dem- what is he demonstrating? Baptism or something? So, just like you can see that in, in the natural, the quality of transport is, is different, given different kinds of vehicles. And the quality of life is different, given different places where you live the quality of sleep and comfort okay so in the kingdom the quality of life is not deficiated by those things is deficiated by faith that's why jesus always asks all ye of little faith in other your little faith is going to get you to have a bad life in the kingdom So it's incumbent on you to have great faith. Because great faith yields great results and a great life. And here is the interesting thing. Here is the good thing. Unlike these other things where sometimes the setup of the world is such that you're going to start from way back on the, on the line. With faith, we all start at the same level. We, no one has an advantage over another when it comes to faith. When it comes to money, people may have an advantage. Someone may have got an inheritance and you didn't. Someone may have started their business two two years before you started yours and so they got the market share before you did. But with faith, there is no one at a disadvantage. Everyone chooses their failure. You're trying to... Yeah... Yeah, you choose your, your failures in the world failure comes at you people can choose your failure a, a, a lecturer can decide you will not pass now that will never happen to you in the name of Jesus That's in the, world. in the kingdom you choose because the boss has already decided that everyone must succeed wildly so you choose now here is why I'm saying it like that because by now you're thinking 
what kind of breakfast does this man have? I haven't had any yet. That also might be a problem, but don't worry about it. Here is why it's important for you to know that. Because faith, and Andrew Mark defined it very well, he said, faith is a positive response to what God has done by grace. Never forget that. Faith is simply a response to grace. Grace is what God does. Faith is your response. Positive response. Some people can have a negative response. They tell you your sins are forgiven. You have a negative response like going to sin even more. You're like, hey, all my sins are forgiven. I've been waiting for this news. You know, if, if your response to the fact that your sins are forgiven is to go and sin more, you need to get born again. You don't have the Holy Spirit. If you, if you need rules to keep you saved, you are not saved. Yeah. You need the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding? By grace, God provides forgiveness of sins by faith we receive the forgiveness of sins and walk like that by grace God has provided healing did you know that you don't need to ask God to heal you mama 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 I have news for you you were already healed First Peter 2.24 Give us the verse Thank you Jesus Who himself Are we reading? We used to read in this church One, two we go Who himself bore our sins In his own body On that we wait Let's even first stop there for a moment Were your sins one of those that were In his body? How long ago was that? Did he bear them before you sinned them or after you sinned them? I can't hear you. (laughs) So before you sinned, he took your sins that you hadn't sinned yet and bore them in his body. And now you're there fretting about them. Trying to assure us how, how much of a sinner you are. You, you think your sins are so big they can outweigh the grace of God. That's not good theology. Who himself did what? Bore our sins where? <clears throat> how long ago was that? 2,000 years. <laughs> Most Christians live a very sad, uncertain life because they don't know that basic truth. That your sins were put on Christ even before you were born. That's why it says that sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. Sin doesn't have to, 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 rule, to rule over you. Addiction doesn't have to rule you. Addiction will only have its hold on you if you don't recognize that that addiction was put on Jesus. And that you don't... Where did he bear the sins? Do you know that the sins that disturb the people the most are the ones that afflict the body. Hmm. They are the ones that have a repetitive pattern and they are the ones that keep you pinned down. 
body-related sins. That's why Paul warns a lot about body-related sins and says, man, your body, eh? be careful. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because once body-related sins stick, you need, you need supernatural intervention to whatever. Yeah. Which, which is always available. It's not a big deal for Jesus. But you have to believe it. Amen. Ah, I'm rejoicing at your victory which you are about to walk into as the truth gets into your system. You know, in the kingdom, you don't need determination to win. Faith is not determination. Faith does not come by determination. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you need is revelation. You're going to get out here determined to change your life. You can't change your life. All your determination has yielded nothing. Go get into the word. That's what changes your life permanently. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. Not determination. This, this, all that is human will, things, what? It says that we are, we are, you know, we are like sheep have gone astray. All. And he has put on him the iniquity of us all. So it's not determination. It is simply the word. If you have a child and you want them to grow, you're a mother, do, they, do you tell them to grow by determination? Go on the focus. Focus. I need to grow taller now. I need you to focus. Be determined. What's your problem? What do you do? What do you do if you want the child to grow? Simply feed them food. They don't need to think about it. They don't need to be determined. They will just grow. That weak spirit of yours needs food. It's called the word of God. You'll just grow and one day you realize that your spirit dominates your flesh. That's what they call maturity. Maturity is when your spirit dominates your flesh. Immaturity, regardless of how long you've been saved, is when your flesh causes you to do things that are contrary to your spirit. I worship you, oh God. Two. Five. My heart wants to convey. Six. This love I have for you. Five. In this simple words I for let everything for that is within me bless your holy name I worship you oh God that's all I God loves you. He's awesome in your life. He's changing your story. He's shifting your life. Many of you have been held back by guilt. You look at your life and all the messes you've made and you wonder whether you're still deserving of his help to get you out of the mess. I want you to know the most eager person in the universe to help you is God. Is God. He's eager to do it. He's excited to do it. He's able to do it. 
all he needs is for you to believe which is what we call what? faith but faith is a response to grace anytime you have faith without grace you end up with legalism because you're trying to manufacture that which is not there you become legalistic you start demanding change without power for change when Jesus told the man pick up your bed and walk he wasn't expecting him to use his natural strength to pick up the bed and walk the power to pick up the bed and walk was in the words that Jesus spoke to him that's why Jesus told the disciples in John 15 you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you Do you understand? God is not asking you to do anything by yourself because you cannot do it. He wants to do it for you, but you must allow him. That's faith. Faith is allowing God to do in your life what he has already done in the life of Jesus. Let me share with you two quick scriptures which I should have shared at the beginning. And then we'll see where we go. Are, are you still with me? Give me Ephesians 2, 8, 9. 8, 9. What does it say? Let's read together. 1, 2, 3. By grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not of works less than one should boast. You're saved by grace through faith. There is no salvation. There is no healing. There is no prosperity. There is no peace and joy. If by grace God doesn't first avail it. And what he's saying is God has already availed Saved here is not just saved from sins. Saved comes from a Greek word, sozo, which is everything that Jesus has done. Healing, joy, peace, prosperity, relationships. It's all in there. It's been provided by grace. Faith is simply going in to take what God has provided to receive. Let me share with you another verse, then I'll share with you something interesting. That is in Romans 5, I believe it's 2 or 3. Let's read together. Through whom also we have access by faith to where? Into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Grace-based faith leads to rejoicing. Faith which doesn't acknowledge grace leads to, to legalism and a loss of joy. That's why sometimes the longer people stay in church, the less joyful they become. Unfortunately. You're like, but you were a little happier in the world. What happened to you? Because you're trying to manufacture salvation and believe in God. No, please. Are you, are you understanding? Faith simply accesses what God has put there. A good friend of mine bought me a piece of land. Yeah, he's here. Through HMC, you know this HMC you're saving to buy your car plot in HMC. You people are not in HMC, but I said, I've surrounded you. So he says, Apostle, we want to gift you a plot from HMC. Hey, hey, say, I'll be there. May people gift you land also. 
I was glad about it and I rejoiced. Rejoiced in the hope of the glory of God. But do you know what I needed to do? I had to accept the land. I had to sign the transfer forms into my names. That's faith. And now the title is mine. Grace was the person giving me the land. Faith was simply saying, yes, I receive it. I sign it. And you know, when they say faith comes by hearing, he spoke that he's giving me the land and I heard and as a result of hearing, I received. Now, what are the... No. How would it be that I go to gospel she hasn't promised me any land she hasn't given me any land huh? and then I, I decide I'm going to walk by faith so I take to her transfer forms say I, I accept the gift of land from you here are the transfer forms she has not made that she has not given it do you realize there is no, not going to be any rejoicing there yeah, soon there will be bad rumors about me going all over the place how I was trying to steal gospel's piece of land. If you have had nothing, your faith avails nothing. <laughs> if you have had nothing from God, your faith... Abraham is called the father of faith. That's Romans chapter 4. Give me verse 1 to 3 before I run out of time. I'm preaching better than you're listening. <laughs> Check to make sure your neighbor is still engaged. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Verse 2. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now let me show you something interesting here. Why does he say Abraham can't boast? Because if God had not spoken to Abraham the word and said, get up, go to the land, I will show you it is, he would not have been able to respond by faith. If God had spoken to Lot instead of Abraham, we would be singing Lot's name. Father Lot, he had many sons, had many sons, Father Lot. I am one of them, and so are you. So let us praise the Lord. It wouldn't be Father Abraham. Why is it Father Abraham? Because instead of Lord, God spoke to Abraham. Every time God is speaking to you, it is his grace being extended to you. And for some of you, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, and you're hearing this message. God is speaking to you. He's extending grace to you so that you can by faith enter into the greatest venture of your life both this side of heaven and the other side of heaven without faith it is impossible to please God faith simply receives what God has made available by grace you know now we have started preparing to drill for oil in Uganda. When you talk to the people who are motor chemicals, they will tell you it's, not, it's a much more complicated thing than we think. So it's, you know, just the building of the refinery is going to take another five years. Not even the refinery. What's the, the central processing something? <clears throat> Why are people investing all that money out there in uh, Hoima? Because the oil is there in the ground. Okay? You don't go drilling. <laughs> Who put the oil? Now, is God going to bring the oil into your car? He puts the oil. That's grace. 
faith is going to get all this heavy duty equipment, build the roads, do procurement processes, etc. get to companies to start drilling. Drilling to get the oil out is faith. But if you drill hoping, no one invests that much money hoping the oil will be there. You first ascertain that the oil is there, then you invest money to get it out. That's why faith without works is dead. The reason you don't pray as much as you ought to is because you are not even sure the oil is there. If you knew 100% that by his stripes you were healed, you would never go around begging for healing. You would just stand on the word and say, Devil, huh? Get! <laughs> Do you understand? What does it say in 2 Corinthians uh, 8 9? 8 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. My time, my time. For you know, let's do it together. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, as though he was what? Rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That's a grace thing. That's a grace thing. When you understand this word, <coughs> your response of faith is to decide to become rich. Because grace has already said you should become rich. So when you're trying to become wealthy, you're not opposing God. You're not going contrary to the instruction of God. You, so you start working. You start running a business. You start saving. You start investing. You start giving. Because you are walking into the promise of wealth. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Are you blessed this morning? Faith is simply a response to what God has done by grace. Many years ago, on May 10th, you can treat this information whichever you want. That's in exactly one month. On May 10th, we'll have been married 20 years. Hey! With my hot babe. Now, 20 years. Hey, my friend, eh? 20 years when you, uh, you're still young is, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Now, the first three years were not exciting at all. In fact, they were the antithesis of excitement. They were depressing three years of the first of marriage. Depressing. Bad. Terrible. If you have a bad marriage, just know I've ever had one. Yeah, to the same person. Some people think the way to solve a bad marriage is to change partners. No, when you are the common denominator, eh, no, sorry, did I say that? I say to the same person. God can turn around a bad marriage to the same person and it becomes a good marriage to the same person. Now, we didn't, we didn't get determined to change our marriage. We didn't sit down and say, look, Ari, the way things are going, the marriage stinks, you know it, I know it, we both know it, the devil knows it, the angels know it, God knows it, our friends know it, everyone knows it, we need to do something about it. Now that's an approach you can take, but it's not sustainable. Because remember, the resources that got you there are the same ones you're going to try and... Look, if, if your car if, if is out of fuel... Eh? business so what happened so we started we attended we we we, we did this, this thing called the discipleship evangelism course by andrew mack and don crow very new things to our ears it was very exciting and confusing because we had never had anything like that but what we know is that around we you know when transformation is taking place you don't even notice because the bible says he himself does not know how 
when you plant the seed. Uh, maybe three months into it, somewhere there, we just noticed that there was so much peace in our marriage. The accusations, counter-accusations had stopped. We, st- we realized we genuinely cared for one another. I mean, it was like a, a light bulb moment. Wait a minute. How come we are not quarreling? How come you're happy? How come I'm happy? What's going on here? Then it hit us. It is the word. It is the word. It is the word working. I can tell you that applies to everything. It applies to your marriage. It applies to your health. It applies to your money. It applies to your family. It applies to your children. It applies to everything that pertains to you. He says everything that he has given us, everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, by which we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through this we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. That's Second Peter. So this Easter morning, I want you to not be desperate, but rather to be excited about the fact that God has already given us everything. In Romans 8, 30, he says, He who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for all of us. How shall he not together with him give us all things? Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That verse I just read. So now you realize faith is not, a th- it's not for pumping. It's not like a, a borehole. Faith. 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 No, no. Faith is more of opening the tap. And let the water flow. That's the truth. Why don't we stand and close this service? Thank you, Father, for your kindness. Just start praying. Just start giving him praise. Glorifying him for his kindness, his love, his grace. That on this day when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we walk in faith because there has been a response to his grace. We are responding to his grace. We are responding to the things he has done for us. So we bless you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lift your voice. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent. Don't be passive. Focus on the Lord. Don't care about your neighbors right now. Just a moment. Just focus on him. Who has loved us and given himself for us that we may have life abundant life abundant life abundant thank Jesus we bless you Lord lift your voice lift your voice in this place we bless we bless thank you Lord we bless you Lord your good, your mercy endures forever. And friends, we will never close the service without giving you this opportunity. You're here and you've never given your life to Jesus. You're like, Pastor, I want in, I want in, I want into that grace that changes lives, a grace that shifts marriages, a grace that ends addictions, that forgives sins. Your sins have been forgiven. All you need to do is accept it and receive Jesus. You're there and you want to give your life to Jesus. I want you to put up your hand as everyone is praying. Put it up straight until I've seen it. Both here in the house and the people in the hosting centers and other locations. Put it up boldly. Say, I am the one. I receive Jesus today. Today. Can I see your hand if you're giving your life to Jesus? Put it up straight. Put it up straight. Put it up straight. Nothing to be ashamed about. Nothing to fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is of the enemy. Amen. 
Now I'm going to invite those people who put their hands up and those who haven't yet put their hands up and want to give their lives to Jesus. I want you to come here. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It will be my absolute pleasure to pray with you so you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Come, come all the way. Come all the way and just stand here with me. Welcome, my sister. God bless you. Your life will never be the same. God bless you. Just stand here looking this way. Thank you, my brother. Pastors, can you help them? Welcome, welcome. Keep coming, keep coming. Welcome, Mama. God bless you. Welcome, my sister. Welcome. God bless you. Keep coming, keep coming. Keep clapping as they come. Welcome. God bless you. Welcome. God bless you. Keep coming. Today is a day of salvation. It's never too late. You're not too young to get saved. You're not too old to get saved. Wabango yagala kuloko kasawa yeno. Tambri la wopo che. Wopo la kubo eri yesu. Hey. Thank you. I really say that, but okay. Keep coming. Uh, you're there. You want to give your life to Jesus. Today is the day. Just start walking. Walk majestically. This is Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. Yes. Salvation Sunday. Anyone else? Anyone else? Can you come? Just come. We're waiting for you. I know there is more of you. We are willing to wait for you. We are willing to wait for you. At all the locations, there is a pastor at the front welcoming you. All the hosting centers, there is a hosting center leader at the front welcoming you. If you are alone, we are about to put up a number. I want the number to go up right now. If you are by yourself, welcome. Welcome, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. If you're by yourself at home or somewhere else, there's a number. I want you to text that number and tell us, let us know that you've given your life to Jesus. 0775 Amen. Why do I feel like there is someone else? You're hesitating. Your heart is beating. It's your turn. It's your turn to give your life to Jesus. Just come. Give your life to Jesus. He'll change your life. He'll turn it around. He'll give you a new direction. He'll give you hope. A hope and a future. Your hope shall not be cut off. You shall be victorious. Someone you're still back there. God wants to make you a leader in your family. Your family is lacking leadership. You know the chaos that's going on in your extended family. And God wants to raise you as a leader. Who's going to help that family become kingdom focused. Start coming wherever you are. Welcome my brother. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Let me check with your neighbor. If they want you to walk with them, and then you walk with them. This is, can also be like Liverpool. You will never walk alone. Never mind, I don't support Liverpool, but I support Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club during the altar call. You will never walk alone. Yes, you will never walk alone. Let somebody walk with you. Welcome, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. You're going to be a leader in the kingdom. Anyone else? This is the time. Upstairs. Don't don't say, hmm, so far. When will I reach? Will they wait for me? I'll wait for you. Yeah. So check with your neighbor in case they want me to wait. I'm willing to wait. This is so important. This is more way, way too important for me to be in a hurry. So just check in case someone wants to come from upstairs. We are waiting for you. There are several staircases to the left, to the right. And everywhere in between one day one of these days we'll put a zip line ah. we just <coughs> from the gallery to the altar can we celebrate as more people are coming have you checked with your neighbor welcome 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 my brother welcome god bless you god bless you Welcome, my sister. God bless you. Yeah. Hey. Can I have a joyous celebration in this house? Can you celebrate these courageous people? The first from death to life. The first from disappointment to hope. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ah. I want to pray. I so badly want to pray and end this service. Maybe someone. 
with someone. You know yourself. We have waited. Welcome, my sister. Welcome, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. It's beginning and ex- begins an exciting phase of your life. Is there someone else, especially in this area? Is there any other person you're in somewhere here and you want to come? Just come. Just come. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Life eternal given free. Life eternal given free. That's what, what we have in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Can you pray after me? Bible says with the, with the heart you believe righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just pray this prayer after me. Say Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. 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 I give my life to you. I give my life to you. Forgive me my past. Forgive me my past. And give me a hopeful future. And give me a hopeful future. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy and Spirit. And lead me in your ways. And lead me in your ways. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that you are my Lord. That you are my Lord. And Savior. And Savior. And that you died. And that you died. And that you rose. And that you rose. And you reign forever. And you reign forever. Amen. 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 I want you to take one finger like this as if you are warning someone and say Satan Satan from today from today between me and you between me and it's you, over it's over I bind you I bind I you. command you I command to you stay out of my life to stay out of my life amen 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 wow thank you now I want you to go with this young man is called Pastor Trevor just over there we just want to take your contacts we want to be praying for you and to see how you're doing how you're faring in salvation can we celebrate this courageous wow isn't God amazing are you blessed this morning has the word blessed you do you understand how much of a victor you are? Are you ready to walk in victory? Amen. If you're sick in any part of your body, whether you're here in the building or anywhere else online, hosting center, ETC, I'm going to pray for you. You can put your hand there or you can just put it up or put it in your chest, whatever your choice is. Thank you, Father, because healing is a children's bread and by your stripes we were healed. So we receive healing right now for everyone. And I command health into your body, into your mind, into your emotions, whatever that issue is. I rebuke sickness and command it to leave you permanently. Some of you, it has recurred. You have received healing before and there's a recurrence. I command that sickness to leave you permanently. I rebuke the enemy who seeks to take your money through sickness, through treatments that are endless, I put an end to that right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that you shall walk in greater health in your latter years than even in your former years by the word of the Lord. We bless you. Father, thank you for provision for every business, for every home, for every family, for everyone who is at school and needs money for whatever they need to do, tuition, supplies everything thank you for provision that none of your children shall live in lack and want but rather in abundance so we receive abundance in the name of jesus amen and may and friends may god bless you may causes may he cause his face to shine on you and may he give you peace shalom nothing broken nothing missing may he open wide doors for you doors of promotion doors of wisdom, the right connections, the right relationships. May your marriages thrive. May your children thrive. May your children excel. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are not at a disadvantage. You are advantaged in Christ Jesus. And you shall lead your brethren wherever God has placed you. And you will never lack anything good. In Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen.
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.